If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard talk. If Kev Lewin's decent, it's a sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, what's going on? We're back in the bean, back in Boston, back home recording for Mock Draft 2. Very exciting. The NFL Draft is only a day away. And I'm here to provide you guys with my second Mock Draft. So thank you guys for patiently waiting. Thank you for following up with all the Since the Sandbox Draft coverage. And now we're about to get in with the Mock Draft 2. Starting with the first overall pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they're just going to go make the safest pick, get the best player in the drafts. They need guaranteed improvement on their roster. So the Jags are going to select Aiden Hutchinson first overall. Second, when it comes to the Lions, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a guy that wasn't talked about or rumored to go number two with this pick. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Ahmad Gardner. But I think the Lions are going to select Trayvon Walker here at number two. It's been talked about, you know, the hype with Trayvon Walker and, you know, he's been rumored to possibly go one. That could still possibly happen. With the Lions two here getting Trayvon Walker, this is going to be an absolute improvement to that defense. And the Lions need a lot of improvement on that defense. They go and get it with the number two overall pick. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if the Lions move up. They have another pick in the draft at 32. They can move up. They can move back. Whatever they decide to do, that team needs a lot of talent. Number three, the Texans. I have the Texans drafting Kayvon Thibodeau. And guys, this guy's been rumored to, you know, drop a little bit in the draft. But I think the Texans going to get a pass rusher would absolutely be a great selection. I just think that they have needs all across the board. And getting one of the best players, you know, at that defensive line position is going to help interrupt, you know, opposing quarterbacks and make their day a lot harder. So Kayvon Thibodeau here at three. At four, the Jets. This is where I have Sauce Gardner going. I'm hoping personally that he falls to the Giants at five, but I just don't think that that's going to happen. I think he ends up in New York, but just with the Jets. This is, you know, a a player that could absolutely change the Jets' defense, and um, the Jets have another pick, you know, coming up a couple picks away. I wouldn't be surprised if they addressed the wide receiver position there. At five, the Giants. I have the Giants selecting Evan Neal. Guys, I just think when it comes down to the offensive line position, they're going to get the guy that's going to have the most experience playing right tackle, and that is Evan Neal. You know, Charles Cross is rumored to, you know, just be a plug-and-play right tackle in the NFL. Iki Iquanu, you know, could really be, you know, on that left side. And there's been a big debate as to who is the best tackle out of all of those guys. But at the collegiate level, Evan Neal has the most experience playing on the right side. And I feel like, you know, that's going to be important because the Giants already have their left tackle in Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. At six, the Panthers. You know, this is a spot where a lot of people could think the first quarterback in the draft is going to go. But I actually have the Panthers getting one of the best values in the draft, honestly, in Iki Ikwanu at six. You know, it was rumored, you know, when the draft coverage was all first starting that he was going to be the best player in the guy rumored to go number one overall to protect Trevor Lawrence. But it doesn't look like that's the case after Cam Robinson got franchise tagged and they're talking about an extension. So Iki Ikwanu with six to the Panthers. The Panthers are going to be searching for their franchise quarterback for a little bit now. But they go and they get a guy that when they do have their franchise quarterback is ready to protect him. Number seven, the Giants' second pick. I have them getting the best player available here. And the Giants have a lot of needs. But I have them selecting the Kobe Dean linebacker out of Georgia. 
if Ahmad Gardner was there with the first pick at, at five, I really think the Giants would go Gardner because there's the depth at the tackle position and there's not a lot of needs and a lot of teams that really have that need early in the draft. But Kobe Dean here, I do think it's the best player available. I think he's the best linebacker out of all of these prospects, and I think he can make an immediate impact on this Giants defense. I do think that we kind of have a, a decent secondary. Uh, we have Leonard Williams up front, Aziz Ojalari, who had a great year as a rookie last year. So let's continue to build on that and let's improve that defense. At eight, the Falcons. I have the Falcons selecting Jamison Williams. This guy is viewed as a cornerstone piece to a successful franchise going forward. And Atlanta's going to be selecting, you know, a new franchise quarterback in the next couple of drafts. So go and get a wide receiver, even if he's coming off an injury. Make him learn the playbook. Make sure he gets his reps. You know, I think all of that would be helpful. And by the time you know that quarterback comes in, this dude's already going to be a pro and a leader on the Falcons. I think that would be, you know, a, a great plan. And and I also think, you know, when he does come back healthy, be a great weapon for Marcus Mariota to help take the top off that defense. You don't know the status of Calvin Ridley and what's going on with the Falcons. At nine, the Seahawks. I'm just going to be consistent with my draft process. I have Malik Willis as the best quarterback in the class. So I'm going to have my first quarterback go to Seattle here at nine. I know people have been talking about Kenny Pickett. Desmond Ritter is also a guy who I think is going to go in the first round. But, you know, the talks of Matt Corral and Sam Howell, I feel like, you know, those are going to end up being, you know, second, third round guys. Honestly, there's a lot of good players at other positions and teams have a lot of needs. And, you know, there's a lot of talent that's going to line up for this for these teams that draft in the second half of the first round. So uh, it's really going to get interesting. But Seattle... You know, with the pieces that they have in DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, now they have Noah Fant. I feel like you have to get a quarterback with a big arm, and that just makes sense. Honestly, Malik Willis is looking to throw the ball deep. I do think, you know, he has the biggest arm, and I think that'll help that offense jump and get explosive right away. Guys, the Jets at 10, I have them selecting wide receiver Garrett Wilson. And there were a lot of rumors about this guy possibly being the first wide receiver to go. But Jamison Williams, you know, over the past couple of weeks has really gained a lot of ground, you know, just in meetings and the way he's handled himself, uh, what his timeline looks like as far as returning to the field. But um, Garrett Wilson is going to come in and have a huge impact. And Zach Wilson needs, you know, another wide receiver along with Elijah Moore to help make an impact on that offense. So, the Jets go and get a guy that's going to absolutely change, you know, the way that they play football and make sure that they can score some points. Next pick, 11, the Washington Commanders. I think, you know, the Commanders can go in a lot of different directions. I still think it's really weird calling them that name, honestly. But, you know, they could go defense, even though their defense is pretty stacked last year. They didn't perform the way that they probably liked. Chase Young was hurt, and that was a large part of that. But I do have the Commanders going wide receiver here. I have them drafting Drake London. And I'm going to tell you why. You know, after Washington committed to Carson Wentz, I feel like it's going to be important to to successfully build around him. And Terry McLaurin's already a number one wide receiver. We know that. Antonio Gibson's already, already a number one back. We know that. So let's continue to give him some weapons. As long as he has an offensive line to protect him, he'll be able to spread that ball out graciously. And, you know, maybe we could see, you know, a better Carson Wentz that we saw in the Colts the past couple of years. It's going to be interesting, but... Drake London here for the Commanders, I think it's going to be a great pick. And, you know, I think he's going to be a guy that can be in Washington for a long time. At 12 with the Vikings, this is a surprise pick a little bit. I have them selecting Trent McDuffie, the corner 
And why it's a, sur- a surprise pick is because Derek Stingley Jr., the corner out of LSU, is still on the board. But I do think that there's some teams worried about his injury history. Uh, personally, if it was up to me, you know, I feel like he's a top 10 pick. But there's a lot of talent in this draft. But Trent McDuffie is also a great corner. The Vikings definitely need, you know, a defensive back and, and c- to continue to build on that defense. So that's a great guy to select there at 12. At 13, the Texans, I have them getting another great value. We talked about them selecting Kayvon Dibodeau at 3. But at 13, I have them selecting Kyle Hamilton. And this is the do-it-all safety uh, who kind of dropped a little bit. But this value, you know, is absolutely tremendous for a, a Texans team that absolutely needs leaders and needs to, you know, reshape that locker room. So going to get two guys, establishing that defense. I'm sure the offense can get there with Davis Mills coming in in his second year, being able to establish to, you know, run the offense, pass the ball fluently, even though he'll be learning uh, a new system. But, you know, and just just hand it off, and I'm sure that defense can play complementary football. At 14, the Ravens, this is where I have the other corner going, Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. The Ravens are always known for having a good defense. In the past couple of years, we haven't really had the opportunity to say that. So making sure that you have corners that are absolutely going to, you know, complement your front seven and, and, you know, be great in coverage, whether that's man zone and just have depth at that position as well. I feel like that's extremely important. So the Ravens absolutely addressing that defense, letting Lamar do his thing on the offense. Derek Stingley Jr. here. Guys, before we get to pick 15, just quickly, going to give you guys a little sense of sandbox update. Make sure you go and check out the rest of our other coverage. We've been coming out with so many episodes for you guys. We were just in Naples, Florida, producing some content. Sophomore Slump or Success Episodes 1 and 2 are both available on your favorite podcast platform or YouTube, along with all of our mock drafts and draft coverage that we've been providing for you guys consistently in the best and worst moves of the NFL offseason. Make sure to go and check those out, and of course, leave a five-star review. We're going to continue with the draft coverage with Philly picking at 15. Philly has two picks coming up in the next couple of picks. It's going to be really interesting to see what they decide to do with their picks, but I really think, you know, Philly can go uh, a lot of different directions. I think they're choosing to go with the best player available at 15, and that's drafting Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of Utah. I mean, I, you know, I really think that they need, you know, a linebacker that can go sideline to sideline. This is coming from a Giants fan, but um, just looking at what Philly pos- possibly needs, that that's a an area where I feel like the Giants can, you know, attack them positively, you know, if that's checkdowns in the run game or handing off to Saquon. They do have a good defensive line, but their linebackers are an area, um, if I was an opposing team, that I would attack. 16 with the Saints. This is where I have the next quarterback in the draft going. Kenny Pickett selected 16 here to the Saints. The Saints just have a lot of needs, but, you know, where a quarterback falls to them at the right spot at 16, I just feel like you kind of have to. It's tough to see what the Saints' direction is going to look like um, and be like for the next couple of years. So why not try and get a quarterback and, and see if you could build a team around that? At 17, the Los Angeles Chargers. Guys, I have the Chargers selecting Charles Cross in. I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he's taken before 17, honestly, this is a guy that's probably a top 15 talent, especially with the demand at the tackle position. But, you know, there's a lot of teams revamping up in that AFC West. And we saw what the Chargers decided to do in the offseason. They got J.C. Jackson. They got Khalil Mack. And that definitely showed, you know, a big emphasis on improving on defense. But let's improve that offensive line and make sure Justin Herbert can stay on his feet. I think that that would be a great idea. I think that this would be a great investment. And Charles Cross would absolutely shine with the Los Angeles Chargers. At 18, the Eagles. 
I have the Eagles selecting Jordan Davis here, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was gone before this pick either. With Jordan Davis, there's an absolute need to make sure he can develop his pass rush game, you know, playing that defensive line. I feel like it's really important to make sure he can affect passer just as much as he affects the run game. Up next, the Saints at 19. I have them getting a wide receiver to go along with the quarterback that they selected. I have them drafting Chris Olave, the other Ohio State wide receiver. And, you know, I just think that Chris Olave is going to be, you know, a huge help on that offense, right? They already have Alvin Kamara. They have Michael Thomas, but they haven't seen, you know, his production in a little bit. So being able to get another big talent on that offense to be able to make sure the defense is spread out a little bit more, I feel like will be absolutely essential. And have Kenny Pickett come in and groom with a guy that he can build a relationship with for years. At 20, the Steelers. Guys, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers stayed at 20 and they went in the direction of a quarterback. You know, Desmond Ritter is coming from Cincinnati. That would be, you know, a, a really interesting scenario there. But, you know, I really have in my mock draft that the Steelers getting Andrew Booth Jr. I'm waiting for the Steelers to have, you know, a, a lockdown corner once again. You know, and, and Andrew Booth can play the man zone scheme. He could play the inside nickel. He could play the outside corner. And he could do that all well. And we already know how good the Steelers defense is. They committed to Mitch Trubisky. So, you know, if you're paying him that money, I understand you you not wanting to get a quarterback. But they could be active in the second or third round. They still have Mason Rudolph there as well. But, but, you know, I really feel like the Steelers will improve if they drafted Andrew Booth at this spot. At 21, the New England Patriots. Guys, I've been consistent with this pick throughout. Uh, I'm going to be really excited if, if the draft comes on Thursday and this is the selection for the New England Patriots. I have George Karlaftis, the pass rusher out of Penn State. He's really young. You know, I think the Pat, the Pats need a pass rusher to go along with Matt Judon uh, to be able to, you know, help scheme blitzes and take pressure, you know, off the guys in, in the interior defensive line like Christian Barmore. I think George Karlaftis is one of the younger prospects but is going to be playing football for a long time. So uh, the Patriots love their pass rushers. Wouldn't be surprised if they traded back with the pick but I have them selecting George Karlathis at 22 Green Bay guys I have Green Bay selecting wide receiver Traylon Burks and I did want to have them selecting a wide receiver a little bit later and I know this class is really deep but with them you know not really investing in the wide receiver position in free agency I just think that this is a perfect spot especially where Green Bay has two first round picks and you made a commitment to Aaron Rodgers let's you know, improve that commitment a little bit more and give him some more weapons to make sure that he stays healthy and on the field. Since the Sandbox fans are almost done with the mock draft, don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or sincethesandbox.net. Pick number 23, the Arizona Cardinals, guys. I have them improving that offensive line and selecting the best center in the class, Tyler Linderbaum. You know, I just think that this is going to be, you know, a a great move for Kyler Murray. And if he's going to be a guy that's going to be there for years, let's get him a center that's absolutely going to make an impact on the field. And this guy is a great run blocker, great pass protector, and he's extremely smart making calls at the line of scrimmage. So I think that this would be a great investment to help improve that Cardinals offense. At 24, the Cowboys. The Cowboys could go pass rusher, but I have them going offensive line. Bernard Raymond at this pick. A guy that can play tackle or that guard position. Uh, We know how important that versatility is among the offensive line. And 
There's been a lot of injuries on that Dallas front over the past couple of years, and that's why Zeke hasn't been able to play to you know his standard, and that's why Dak got hurt a little bit as well. But the Cowboys' offense was really good last year. They're going to continue to improve upon that, and that's investing in the offensive line. 25, the Bills. Guys, I think that this is going to be one of the better picks in the entire draft. This is what the Bills do. I have them selecting interior defensive lineman Devontae Wyatt from Georgia. I think he's going to be an absolute monster lined up next to Ed Oliver and Vaughn Miller on that defense. And I think the Bills did great moves in free agency, and I'm sure that they'll continue that with the draft. But making sure that they have more pressure on that defensive line and winning games on the defensive side of the ball, they know is going to be important as they have got that lesson throughout the playoffs. So they already have a great offense. Let's continue to build that defense. At 26, Tennessee. Guys, Tennessee is another team that could pull a sneaky uh, move here and go quarterback. But I have Tennessee getting a wide receiver, George Pickens. Um, I think that this is going to be you know a great help to what A.J. Brown and Robert Woods already bring to that Titans offense. But I think that this also helps give... Um, the Titans another weapon to help Ryan Tannehill, you know, be at his best, give some leverage off of Derrick Henry and make sure that his legs stay fresh. But there's also been contract disputes with A.J. Brown. So this, you know, really avoids losing that impact if A.J. Brown didn't miss some time. At 27, Tampa Bay. I have Tampa Bay addressing the offensive line and them getting swing tackle guard Zion Johnson out of BC. I think that the Bucks have to invest in the offensive line if they're going to continue to build around Brady. And it's great that a lot of the guys came back from from the Bucks like Ryan Jensen, but they also lost a lot of guys as well. So definitely have to make, you know, an investment on that offensive line. I think Zion Johnson would be a perfect guy uh, to help on the right side of that line. 28, Green Bay. Guys, Green Bay probably could have selected this pass rusher with their first pick, but he's still there after the stretch that just happened over the past couple of picks. And that's Jermaine Johnson, one of the better pass rushers in the class. This guy could realistically go in the top 20. He's definitely a top 20 talent, but it also depends on what team's needs look like across the board. So Jermaine Johnson's going to come in and make uh, a huge impact for Green Bay um, in that defense. 29, Kansas City. Kansas City has back-to-back picks here, 29 and 30. I have them selecting a guy on the offense and defensive side of the ball to help improve both sides. Uh, really interesting, you know, get, being able to have the selections back-to-back, but I have them selecting Sky Moore and Lewis Sign. So getting that wide receiver production you lose from Tyreek Hill is going to be hard, but you want to kind of attack it in parts, and I think getting Sky Moore with the speed that he has would be a great pick and a great value at this spot. And then Lewis Sign, you know, a versatile defensive back that can play that safety nickel corner position, but can also slide to corner in certain packages, schemes, and zone-to-man coverages. So I feel like these would be two great picks and help Kansas City stay competitive in that loaded division that they have now. 31, Cincy. Guys, Cincy just surprised the world and is was just in the Super Bowl. Um, they have to make sure that they continue improving their offensive line to keep Joe Burrow on his feet. The Bengals select Kenyon Greenhair guard. I'm just making sure that they continue to improve their offensive line. They got Lyle Collins um, in free agency, which is going to be a huge move. Um, so just continue to have depth and, like I said, keep Joe Burrow on his feet. 32, Detroit. Guys, Detroit could trade this pick. I wouldn't be surprised. I talked about the their potential to trade up or trade back with this selection as well. But I had Detroit selecting Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia here. I just think, you know, the Lions have a lot of needs, honestly, and 
being able to get somebody like Trayvon Walker and Quay Walker, both out of Georgia. These are both guys that you would hope, you know, if they come onto your defense that can get you around 10 sacks plus and, and absolutely make other guys better. So um, Georgia's had a great defensive unit for, for a, lot of, a lot of years now, and that's why they've been so successful at the collegiate level. But guys, this was Steve's mock draft too. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you guys all watch the draft on Thursday and are following along. Um, with the draft coverage, but everybody enjoy listening to the rest of the Since the Sandbox content, and we have so much more coming for you guys. But of course, make sure to leave five stars. Peace out.